Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Week Weekly. We are so sorry we missed you. You know, things like things like schedules don't align every every week for us, unfortunately. But hey, we're back. We're better than ever. And we filmed two episodes this weekend. We already got an episode out there on our Patreon. If you guys are interested, seven people are already in there, which is very nice of you. Thank you to those who did that. So yes, guys, we had a uh, a episode that we recorded yesterday all about DC fandom, the future of comic books, the future of comic book movies with Zephy from TikTok famedom. He was incredible. 1.4 million followers on TikTok. We hung out for a little over two hours. So if you guys are listening, well, you know, looking to hear a little bit of our are smooth, smooth voices. That's exactly where you can find it. But since you are here, welcome. We're happy to have you here. We're back. We're better than ever. Jose, tell the people what's going on. Well, we have an amazing show for you today. Uh, as mm-hmm. always, you can find us on on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, and yep. Instagram. In my case, you can find me at uh, I'm Tropical Joe on TikTok and Instagram. Make sure to keep your eyes out on that Instagram for the new Stack 'Em Up, which will yep. come in uh, both once this episode comes out and once the official Patreon episode comes out on on YouTube. So you can vote for two Stack 'Em Ups within one week. So thank you very much for, 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 for the people that have subscribed to our Patreon. We really appreciate it. Uh, and, and, and of course, if you want two hours of DC Fandom content, you know exactly where to find us. Mizu, where can people find you? You guys can find me on TikTok as Mizu Shogun. Also Mizu Shogun on Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. Yep. And you know, guys, you you know me, I'm Nixie Comedy on TikTok and Hammer 23 on YouTube and Twitch. But since we are talking DC fandom and since we are talking that beautiful little Patreon of ours, uh, I just want to give you guys a quick synopsis, a quick rundown of what we talked about. Uh, you know, a little trailer, a little teaser trailer, if I, if I shall. Uh, we talked about every single trailer that uh, was put out in DC fandom, that being Super, uh, that, not Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Shazam, Black Adam, uh, we talked about the video games that are coming out of DC, like Arkham Knights, uh, Suicide Squad Kills, the Justice League. We talked about the TV shows coming out of DC, like uh, like Peacemaker and the Aquaman show and a lot of other little tidbits and fun things in there, guys. Like I said, uh, if you guys want to help us, uh, you know, keep chasing our dreams, keep making more content for you. I mean, imagine we are full time. How many podcast episodes we could do a week? Patreon is the way and the only way that we're going to get there, guys. So thank you once again to those who have already subscribed. That's very nice of you. Guys, this week, um, we, we were supposed to talk about it last week, but you know, like we said, we weren't around last week. We got a big, 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 big Marvel event going on with the end of What If, the What If finale. We saw something that is probably, I mean, it, it's, it's important um, and it's going to have a large reflection upon the MCU uh, with the ending of Ultron and the creating of the interdimensional Avengers squad. What an episode, what a season, what a twist. I thought, I thought it was one of the better orchestrated twists just in Marvel, in Marvel history. How'd you guys feel about it? Uh, I think we can finally confirm that Dr. St- evil Dr. Strange can solo pretty much <laughs> everybody mm-hmm. that we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, we also got a huge confirmation. Uh, both. Uh, well, we, we did kind of get that with episode uh, eight. We, we, we got it doubled down on episode nine uh, because Dr. Strange's time stone worked uh, in order to take out Ultron. So officially yeah. 
the MCU has uh, Infinity Stones that work wherever the hell they decide to be. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I didn't like the finale that much. I I, I feel like I I I feel like we went from a super huge high in episode eight to like kind of like a okay because we set we 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 essentially set up this Ultron uh supreme if you would say uh, yeah. uh to be the top dog in the entire MCU. He took Galactus's job. He was essentially a menace to society with Black Air Force One energy and no mm -hmm. fucks given. And then in episode nine, he gets tossed around like a ragdoll. They literally treat him like he's a, 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 a an NBA player in the G League. Like, I mean, Captain Carter, <laughs> Captain Carter and Black Widow are literally bodying this man who went toe to toe with the Watcher. And I'm not saying that like that that's wrong. I'm just saying that like if you set him up to be the best, then have them do it in a spectacular fashion and not just play around with his Infinity Stones like they're candy because they're not. So. I don't know. Okay, so so what you're saying is you didn't see enough power. It was like it was like this man is running through everybody until he runs into people with plot armor. Is essentially what you're saying. I I, I feel like the guard the the what's it called Guardians of the Multiverse were a little bit uh, too ex machina, if you ask me. Because uh, okay. I mean the 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 Stone Crusher was a was a, a very particularly good concept that did not get explored enough. That was my biggest gripe. I think Gamora should have gotten her own episode a hundred thousand percent. I mean she was working with Tony Stark. Yeah, she melted down, there? bro. She melted the freaking Infinity Gauntlet to create the Stone Crusher. That's what uh -huh. she did, and they didn't even explain it. And I'm like, bro, this is like ridiculous. This is like a whole new level of of awesomeness that you can explain. And yeah, and Tony Stark is there in some weird like Gundam like weird, huge Iron Man suit. Yeah, like exactly. From exactly. So, so what is what was so? I, I was wondering. I was like, I saw Gamora and like I saw them grab her, and I was like, was there an episode about this? Because I didn't, I didn't remember that. So there nope. wasn't, right? Nope. So nope. they were just like, this is the Gamora that's beaten Thanos essentially. Yep. Conqueror. She's she's Gamora the Conqueror, and she was just there <laughs> which is annoying. interesting okay that yeah that, that, that's not my favorite thing i mean i understand what you're talking about i do um in terms of like yes like we saw this man eat an entire universe and now and now you know black widow who is a human uh is giving him problems which you know like we saw him beat essentially kill captain marvel you know oh yeah so like Her yeah so like like what how how is this team the one giving him the fade like t'challa being star lord cool but he's still just like a human without vibranium you know he doesn't have the powers of the black panther or anything like that so like it was it was definitely just a bunch of humans that, that gave the faith but also like you said dude sorcerer supreme strange was there also uh i i, I agree but i want to hear what mizu has to say about this too um uh, who the hell told people to trust killmonger especially when so, he's a black panther okay first of all i want to open up thank you for mentioning that um Screw Killmonger uh, with this whole thing because that to me alone was a like a red flag. Like I thought it was gonna be like a redemption thing. Like oh maybe Killmonger is gonna see maybe the light side of you know of morality and come around. But no, this man was doing very um, Disney villainous things behind the corners. And, yep. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely agree with Jose a little bit with the fact of yeah, it did feel weird that yeah this you got this multiverse busting character and all it took was to take one of his stones which was the soul mm -hmm. stone i believe to mm -hmm. be just like him to be completely depowered. depowered and being being taken down by you know the likes of characters who don't have powers and one thing i will say that's funny 
if you think about it, since you mentioned plot armor, you can technically say that Doctor Strange gave them plot armor because he made yeah. he gave them magical oh. armor. So I don't know. You could make that um a little connection there. Yeah, but... I mean, it is it is a very linear connection in terms of like Sorcerer Supreme Strange actually casting literal like armor that serves as them now being like interdimensional galactic threats to this one guy. So so I mean, I guess I can I can understand where you're coming from, Jose, here because. It is, it, it was a little, I guess, so what, you wanted him to win or you wanted to just be like stronger people team up? I I, I was expecting them to, uh, to to beat Ultron because, I mean, why wouldn't they if it's like the first contained season of, of, of What If? If they didn't beat mm -hmm. Ultron, then they would have to set up like Kang the Conqueror. Like the only possible solution that I saw was like, okay, we're bringing in a variant of Kang to show a, a show of strength basically and be like, okay, I can uh -huh. clap this dude and just chill. Uh, but no, essentially it did what everybody was theorizing, which is set up the watcher as, as, as the new big, uh, overseer in the MCU. Uh, the, the, the man with the plan, I guess on the cosmic scale. Um, I don't know. I felt like, I felt like they, they tried, mm -hmm. uh, they tried really hard to make the guardians of the multiverse feel like a, like a cohesive group, like, uh, of, of like misfits. They tried to do the whole yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy thing, but it 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 doesn't really like work as well because we saw the Guardians of the Galaxy struggle in the beginning, like to to work together and whatever. This time they just have Doctor Strange carrying, like I mean, and, yeah, and Gamora. Sure. Like I mean, they they have they have the the brawn, they have the intelligence, they have the strength. They well, strength is brawn, uh, but they also have the plot yeah. armor, right? Because the I mean, the, the, the Watcher decided to literally hands off the wheel look at me mommy no hands and then come in at the end it's like gotcha i knew this was gonna happen and then killmonger does exactly what everybody thinks he's gonna do he just takes this the suit with the with the infinity stones by himself so um i would give the episode a a seven i would give the episode that episode a seven um but i would give the series as a whole a solid 8.9 a okay. solid 8.9. So, so up not until every the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, I, until, but I, I mean, there uh, were, there were the last episode. I think you cut off. For a while. Oh, you cut off. Well, Mizu, tell me, what do you think about Killmonger getting all the Infinity Stones? So I'm not going to lie. A part of me was like, not surprised because, I mean, the the plane of it was showing that, yeah, he was kind of doing some weird stuff on the side, like how he did in his specific episode. Um, So when he did turn... And got the Infinity Stones. I'm not gonna lie. Part of me was hyped because I'm just like, huh. I wonder what happens if you give Killmonger the Infinity Stones. And mm -hmm. I got scared for a moment too. Like, good lord, this man is <laughs> in insane. So I was, I was, I was hyped and scared at the same time. So, um, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with you on that. Like, the episode could have been a little bit better. And since you said it, I think it would have been a lot more interesting if. Um, Kang was involved, or at least part Ooh. of him was involved in anything like that. So, can you imagine if Kang, at least we got at least one episode or something involving Kang, or we got a teaser of specifically Kang the Conqueror, since the multiverse does now exist. It's surprising that we haven't heard of him yet um, through any of these episodes. For but sure. um, but still, um, Ultron was still a good um, villain, and it was very OP villain, really showed off what um true like opness can look like in the mcu granted it is animation but you never know what they can pull off in possibly live action but uh i will also say like i give this episode i'll say an 
eight out of ten, and then okay. overall, um, a nine out of ten. What was your favorite three episodes? So my top three favorite episodes. I'm not gonna lie. I I still like the um zombies. No, um, I'm trying to, the T'Challa Guardians of the Galaxy, the T'Challa one, only because okay. I, I like how it was like the first to like go off the deep end because. You can say okay. that the first one with um, Peggy Carter yeah. was good, but it was still grounded. Yeah, well, this for one, sure. it went off like, I mean, already like Thanos becoming a good guy. Crazy mm-hmm. already <laughs> in itself. So I thought that was pretty good. My second one will have to be the Killmonger episode. Okay. Killmonger, very um, MCU, very Game of Thrones as we see how this man climbed the ladder and got what he wanted at the end. And last, I will say, uh, it's. It's hard. It's, it's a tie between Marvel Zombies because of the okay. concept, but also the Doctor Strange episode, just the Doctor Strange alone episode. And here's okay, the thing. Matt. One person made a good point that I think I think it would have been more tragic and more compelling if evil Doctor Strange didn't come back. If we got a different Doctor Strange that came in and helped out. But since he did come back, it's it's still good. And we saw what he's able to do and um become like this eternal guardian for these two battling up for forever. But mm-hmm. I think I feel like I think it, I think it would have been even more crazy if they just ended it off right there. Like he's still eternity alone. He he really like royally messed up. <laughs> messed up. But still, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Doctor Strange episode for my pick. And honestly that 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 does bring up an interesting point now that you bring it up because the Doctor Strange uh finale, like the Doctor Strange finale of that episode sets it off as like okay you're getting punished for your ego for your hubris right to be uh, confined to this little universe uh basically wallowing in your own self-pity um because because of your your actions and then they sort of uh rectify that a little bit near the end uh during the finale because they 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 tell him look i mean you have a purpose now which is to be the watcher Mm -hmm. For these two menaces, <laughs> these two menaces to society. I mean, because he, he's going to be taking care of Ultron as well as uh, Killmonger, uh, and both both of them are are locked essentially in in an eternal mirror dimension um, set forth by the Watcher. So I I honestly don't know which one I would. I I feel like I would I would be. Uh, how would I, how would I say this? I would be a little bit more hesitant. Uh, to give Doctor Strange uh, this this new purpose because at least if he's if he's constrained to a universe he can still uh, be contained in terms of like the damage he can do in this case uh, who who is to say that he won't still be evil and just swallow up Ultron and uh <laughs> the the Killmonger with the Infinity Stones so I think that would be an interesting scenario what do you think I think so yeah I I definitely agree with that I think that would be interesting. Especially, who else was in it? Because it wasn't just um, Ultron and Killmonger. It was also, what's his name? The doctor, the, the scientist. Oh, Zola. Zola. Zola, yep. Zola oh, was also in there, too. And I, I love the little Easter egg that they did with um showing um Vision or Ultron's broken up body. And we saw Zola's mm-hmm. face through his chest. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great nod to the comics because um Zola has a robotic body that his face is shown through the chest. And has like, a little camera at the top uh-huh. for the head. So I thought that was a kind of little cool nod to the comic for um, Zola. Yeah, that's definitely something that 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 struck struck me as well vi- visually wise. I think they were they were they were pretty good at at the visual analogies, uh, both in the Easter eggs as well as setting up the 
the the whole premise of that uh of that finale uh i i guess if i had to pick on my end which are my favorite three eps um my favorite okay i'll i'll just, i'll go with my gut on this one i won't overthink it that much number three um t'challa star lord i feel like this was uh and th that's another thing that that i wanted to discuss uh with you hopefully nick will be able to join us at some point soon <laughs> but um the the t'challa as star lord episode i think was the perfect uh curtain call i would say the perfect curtain call to t'challa they they reference his intelligence his impact uh, chadwick boseman's legacy uh, it was it was absolutely beautiful how much they could do in one episode I shed a tear at the end when he when he mentioned when he said the fact that he's uh I mean it's uh, death is not the end like that it's just it's it's it was it was tough it was tough for me I don't know how yeah, you, it's kind of it's kind of scary I'm not gonna lie because this is around the time where um like everybody didn't know what was going on with Chadwick I mean mm -hmm. of course he knew his situation but even then he thought that he was able to you know bounce back so it's kind of I don't know eerie that he was saying all this stuff that was related to um death it was like a, it, i don't know it was like a weird foreshadowing I, I don't know it felt so weird every time we talked about it in an open-ended way like oh you guys gotta remember death is never the end you guys gotta remember like um we know each like we i don't know how, what he said but it's something like we all connect to each other and stuff like that i'm like he's saying all this kind of stuff like he knew that he was already passed away it was just very eerie to me yeah i feel like he i feel like he held that one in and and it, it, it was it was honestly uncanny because the, you had so many polarizing takes at the time. I don't know if people remember, but uh, I mean, people like for lack of a better term, they were calling him a crackhead like in the in, in, yes. in, like I, I, I saw tech tweets like that and I was like, bro, that's like intense. And, and like he, he he it felt like something was off, but it definitely uh, uh, how do I say this? Um. I, I want to be politically correct, but at the same time, fuck that. Um, I feel I feel like people were 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 giving him a bad rap. Like I mean, we've seen we've seen other we've seen other. I'm uh, back. Hello, good sir. Hello. Uh, so sorry, Wi-Fi went down. To to give you a little bit of a recap, we were just giving our top three episodes to wrap up uh, the 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 what if segment. Um, okay. And and uh, what we were talking about right now is is the the curtain call that they gave T'Challa. While the finale was not like the best, he did show up in four or five episodes. So he sh he showed up in more than half of the episodes for What If, right? So they had yep. enough content to to give him the the, the thing he deserved. But mm -hmm. the the biggest thing is uh, they they were treating Chadwick Boseman during the time that he was like facing through his uh, his illness. They were calling him a crackhead, saying that he like wh why is he treating like the, the the opportunity that he's given to be like a leading well, man in the MCU. The proverbial away. they being the internet, not Disney, right? No, 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 no. Like the internet, yeah, yeah. the internet, the yeah. internet. Uh, and 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 the fact that he went through that silently, bro. He said he didn't say a pe nobody knew. Nobody. Yeah. He was and he did. Um, uh, 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 I the jazz movie Melrose Bottom, I think. Uh, uh Black Rainy is black, black, black Rainy Mel uh, something, yeah. I think it's talking about, yeah, yeah. Ma, saw, Ma Rainy, the, Ma uh, Rainey's black, black Bottom, exactly. Yeah, I, I saw the movie, but I forget the name all the time. Uh, yeah. but he, he did a Black Panther movie, he did Avengers Endgame, uh, he did like he, he did so much 
literally battling stage four, like terminal cancer. And I'm like, what, like how, how yeah. do people have no, people have no heart and they were treating him well, like he had been the, like squandering his opportunity away. So I feel like this, what if episode, what if episode two, uh, which is my third favorite episode, gave him the perfect curtain call to redeem all of that and be like, th this is how impactful T'Challa is that even if he was another character altogether in the MCU, the entire multiverse would would bow at his fingertips. <laughs> I feel like that that's that's kind of what they did, and it was a great yeah. way to say goodbye. Um, no, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. I mean, like people just didn't know, you know. I mean, he was like, you know, people were like, holy shit, because you know he's ripped for Black Panther, he's huge, mm -hmm. uh, and losing that much weight uh, without like someone being like, oh, he's losing weight for a role is obviously going to lead people to 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 questions, but going so far as to be like, always oh, a crackhead, things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of the situation, that's unacceptable. Uh, it's, that's, you know, it's terribly, terribly mean because you don't know what he's going through. Um, and and to, to make an assumption, to be like, oh, wow, like you must be like losing weight for like a like something or another to like speculate, like that's totally fine. But to be like, oh, he's like smoking crack or something, like that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and you're right, he did. He suffered in silence. Um, and he, you know, he died the way that he lived, uh, just powerful and inspiring. Uh, it Amen. was, it was, it was the way that he, the way that he, the brightness that he showed all throughout his life. Uh, and that does, it shines through very clearly in, in what if, and I think if, if there's one thing that we could take away from the show as a whole, it would be that it would be the farewell to Chadwick because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's Black Panther isn't really, you know, it's very open-ended, you know, we thought we we're gonna get Black Panther two with him. And this really allowed us to be like, okay, you know, like, it's like Mac Miller's post-mortem albums, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, okay, cool. Like this allows me to like, cause I never knew when I was listening to like the last album he put, when I was listening to like, like, uh, what was it? Slides? No, something like that. Um, that I was, it was going to be the last one. So it's like that. It's a good, it's a good way for fans to say goodbye and think what if did a really good job of that. Um, so you're absolutely right. I'd have to say my favorite episodes were probably, um, oh God, dude, I would say probably episode eight was, was probably top three um t'challa the t'challa stalo is probably number one for me though and then number two would pro not party thor by any means that's for sure um wait wasn't party thor party thor was number eight no party thor was seven seven um mm -hmm. let's say and then <sighs> i had i had uh star lord at number three doctor uh -huh. strange at number two uh -huh. and uh, uh, uh black air force ultron at number one no. yeah yeah, I'm like I I would say I'm probably like that, but in a different order. I would say T'Challa mm -hmm. one, like Black Air Force, like Ultron awesome. two, and then no, and then um Tony Stark, Tony Stark in um and Killmonger number three. That would be number Ooh, three. Ooh, okay, good take. That good was take, a fun episode, take. dude, because it was it was a cool what if that like kind of like it was like in terms of like circumventing the plot and making it like entirely different. I think it accomplished that oh, really yeah. well. And we didn't really see it really come to fruition until episode nine when we see um uh what was it Yuri? Yeah, Yuri and um and uh T'Challa's mother, like essentially like about to like charge into uh -huh. the throne room. Wakanda's on fire, you know, yeah. he's about to get caught, oh, and then Shuri. he gets his yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, -huh. uh and then he gets he gets like like a kind of kind of a get out of free a free uh, get out of jail free card yeah. from the watcher. I mm -hmm. thought that was I thought that was a cool bit right there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's. I think. I think it was a solid way to, to, to keep the 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 audience hooked all the way through. And yeah, I think the next season of of What If, which has already been confirmed, of course, will be uh, will will be, will be taking things to the next level.
hopefully Kang or Galactus will show up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm I mean, wondering like, if they do a Shang Chi one if this ooh. next season. I want to see a Shang Chi one. What if? Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it. Like, what if uh, his father was like successful and taking over that area? What if you know a lot of things? What if his mother killed his father? Like in the in their fight, like that. Like, we talked mm-hmm. a lot of hypotheticals that they could absolutely run with, and that's the beauty of what if every single movie introduced them like seven new what if episodes they could make. You know, so that's I mean the the content for the for the show is limitless. So I, I guess that that's wraps on what if. Um, which is totally fine because there is a lot of other things Marvel we need to talk about. And they are all in the little pretty package of called delays. Uh, We got a big bomb of news recently that basically anything Marvel outside Mm -hmm. of the Eternals and Spider-Man Far From Home has been delayed. And Jose, you seem to have the forefront of knowledge in terms of the trio of us here so you want to you want to let us know what's going on here bud yes sir so uh all the big projects that you've been thinking about except for the eternals and the no way home spider-man movie mm-hmm. have been delayed i sent uh you guys the the, the yeah. dates so you can keep uh keep track but essentially the big ones multiverse of madness officially delayed from march of 2022 to uh may, may. We have Thor: Love and Thunder taking the the July eighth spot, so the the post July fourth uh, spot on on 2022 mm-hmm. delayed from May to July. We have Black Panther two delayed from uh, the July eighth spot into into November. So that was a that's a huge jump. Um, we also have the 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 Marvel the Marvels movie also taking a huge jump going from 2022 November 11th, which they gave that spot to Black Panther two into uh, February. So essentially it's a three to four month jump for everything leading up until quantum mania, which had a five month jump from February, 2023 to July, 2023. And then they had uh, three untitled Marvel movies, right? So uh, we had two projects that were completely removed from the schedule, uh, which Which is is crazy, a bit alarming. Uh, And then the, the uh, one final untitled Marvel project uh, that is going to be moved from November 2023 to uh, I forgot the other one. Uh, it's 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 it, I, yeah, it's it's from November to the the next year. I think there's a typo in that one. But um, yeah, because that, that one because they're saying yeah, they're yeah. saying it got pushed up a week. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It got yeah, it got pushed up a week. That's that's the thing. So yeah, it got it got pushed up. Yeah. But it's but it's an untitled Marvel project. We do not know what it is. Uh, this is a bit of a, a of a of a huge shock in in my case at least. I don't know what you guys think because I mean they had Chung Chi perform super well at the box office. Uh, they had yeah. Black Widow do well. Uh, and they also. <laughs> Well, yeah, it? true. It, it it did it did well, like Disney Plus wise, number wise. That's what they said. Yeah. But, um. So the 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 Chung Chi movie was there, uh, and then obviously we did we had like the the Sony uh, side of it. Uh, we had Venom do super well at the box office. So did Ven- uh, did Ven- I, I we haven't actually really talked about the box office numbers coming out of Venom. Did it do well? Yes. Uh, let me just do the Venom box office numbers. Because here's the thing. Venom was okay. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't do incredible at the box yeah. office. Yeah. So the, the, um, so it did, wow, it did, it did pretty well. So the, so apparently it did over a hundred million already. Oh, wow. So yeah. it's, it's done over a hundred, over a hundred million. So 
that's pretty oh, good. Oh, we have we have the we have the gross. Uh, uh, we we well we have the gross for the for the first Venom movie. Um, yeah. but it's, 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 it's going, it's, it's up there. It's up there. It's, it's, it's over 4,000 locations over, uh, 90 to a hundred something million dollars roughly, uh, in mm. what's been so far. And it was released two weeks ago. So I think yeah. it's, it's doing pretty well. So, okay. So, I mean, so, so do you think that this, these releases, these delays are monetary or do you think they have to do with the lawsuits? I think it's, stra I think it's strat strategic. I think it's a strategic. strategic? How so? Yeah. Uh, well, you deal with you deal with the lawsuits first, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you settle what you need to settle, and this is just this is just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying Disney should do this because obviously, like corporations are gonna corporate. Uh, yeah. the 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 lawsuits are are what they are. They have to deal with that. Uh, but also they they have uh two big projects coming up that they need to land right they have the eternals coming up in in a week yeah or, or in some change well no two, two early weeks. november the so premiere like weeks, the yeah. premiere is happening in the next couple of days uh and then the 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 movie itself coming out in november and then you have uh december which is uh no way home uh no way home bring it home so yeah. i think they have to uh Definitely focus on the and the ending of this year, and hopefully by the time that the new movies are able to come out, we'll have less restrictions, less COVID protocol issues, uh, mm. and 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 obviously they they hopefully will have figured out their streaming situation. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Mizu? Do you think it was strategic or do you think it's monetary? A part of me, I I want to say both, but one I'll say strategically a little bit more, only because um I heard this argument that. Some um some people made on YouTube talking about how we're getting into that part where the MCU, especially superhero films, especially through the MCU, mm -hmm. is like I guess being oversaturated in a way. Because think mm -hmm. about it, back then we got like two, three films tops out of the a year, year from, yeah. um for um MCU film. But now looking at how the previous schedule was, we were getting like almost like Four. five, six in like a whole year, and that's just and from one universe. That's not even like that's that's not even including DC and Marvel. Exactly. So I think it's strategic only because of one, that, and then two, like you want that money to accumulate because you don't want to put out like, for example, Shang-Chi, then the next month, um, you know, Eternals, then the following two months is this Hawkeye. movie like, like Hawkeye and all that all that kind of stuff, especially I'm talking about, especially um um cinema wise. Mm. You want that movie, you want that the buzz to keep going you want the um the at least at least sit in there before you it's move it on demand. to exactly because i mean think about it right now it was still a great movie but are we talking about shang chi right now no. it's only been like what was like like a month or so but month, still like more or less we're already cut from talking about that to you know the what if to now eternals to spider-man no way um far from home etc so yeah. I don't know. I think I would definitely say it is mostly strategic, but then again, you you have the whole monetization, you know, possible lawsuits and all that. So I'll, yeah, I one one other thing that came to mind. Uh, I think it's like another mm -hmm. thing where where Disney um, just has so much on their plate. Not in terms of like com complications, in just in terms of just like things that they're releasing at the same time. Not really, bro. Star Wars. We have the book of Boba Fett coming in like what a month yeah. and a half. Like so, December, we have, we, like two months exactly. So in the span of two months, which is from now until the release of Far From Home, of uh, No Way Home, we have Eternals, uh, we have Hawkeye, 
we have when is Hawkeye's a TV show? November, November twenty fourth. So it's or November twenty second. So like we have we have we have a Hawkeye, which is uh the finale for Hawkeye is happening the same day as the premiere for Boba Fett, bro. Like they're, <laughs> like they're, they're they're literally stacking things on top of each other, and it's like the the, the bus is there because it's gonna continue. There's always Disney stuff happening, but at the same time, eventually you're gonna run out of stuff. Like I mean, you're, in terms of stuff you that's ready that. to go. Stuff that's and ready totally to go. keep buying other IP. You know? True, true. But I yeah. mean, like, if you, if you, it, like, if they wanted to keep the content machine going, uh, and 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 making it the smart way, it would be spacing it out just a little bit, so yeah, so you so you can like squeeze the juice from it. Because, uh, like, as a matter of fact, think about it, bro. We we literally just had one of the biggest releases, which was Star Wars Visions, did so mm -hmm. well. That they released the confirmation. They have four anime shows. Disney has four anime shows just based off one success. So it's just like they're just going like throwing balls to the wall, ready to like expand everything, make as much money as possible on Disney Plus and movies, which is a good strategy. But at the same time, the buzz will be have to, will be sat, will be uh what's it called diluted across multiple different IPs. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. Hey, it's fantastic if you happen to run a podcast about talking mm -hmm. about popular culture. Um, so here's the hoping that they're not trying to space things out. So we don't have weeks for all like, oh, you guys remember when we had things to talk about? Mm -hmm. But I, I think it has a lot to do with the lawsuits um, because you got to delay the movies because shit, what if you can't use those characters? You Fair. know, like. Like if, if in, in three months, like the Black Panther character is now off limits, like, mm -hmm. yeah, good thing we delayed it because otherwise we would have been liable for a massive lawsuit. Um, and, and so, yes, we could, or we could be caught in the endless content circle. Uh, and actually you brought up a very good point uh, that I think we should absolutely talk about because it's a melding of a lot of things that this show is about, anime and Disney. Um, and we did get the release of what is going to be a lot of more Disney anime IP. Um, and I, I would love for you guys to talk about it with me because it looks crazy. Most specifically, Disney's Twisted Wonderland, which isn't actually an anime. It's going to be a mobile game. Um, but, oh, oh wait, 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 no. It, it's a mobile game being adapted into an anime. And oh my goodness, is this anime horny as hell? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Have you have you guys seen it yet? Have you seen like like what they're looking to do? I've, I've heard. Ah, uh, I heard about it, but I didn't get to actually see what they were. I've been hearing everybody Ooh. say that you know, they're working on some more anime, right. but I haven't seen what they were yet. Buddy, oh pal okay i all right i just need you to look up twisted wonderland and essentially what they're doing <laughs> is there's an anime series coming to disney plus where every single anime or every single disney bad guy of all time has been turned into a hunky anime boy and like i like when i say hunky anime boy i mean like hunky like uh, uh, like hot like they're hot like the cheshire cat is hot like that's like that's the craziest bit. They made the Cheshire Cat look like Toga Genderbent. Like it, it like they made the, like like anime wow. like dog boys, cat boys, wolf boys. Like as as like a a wide palette of all these. And it is going. I'm not when I shit you not. It's gonna make a billion dollars. It's gonna make a billion dollars. It's gonna be more successful than Squid Game. I swear to God. 
Because when you combine <laughs> that's the a bold power, claim right there. When you combine the power of horny Disney and anime, like what? Like we already got Disney anime and Star Wars, and that did very well. Now add to the fact that everyone's gonna be hot. It's over. It's over, bro. It's it's gonna it's gonna be the next MHA. I, I don't know if it's going to be the next MHA. I just know Disney is doubling down because uh, apparently there's 27 new shows up the slate from the Asia Pacific uh, presentation. And four of those yep. are the animes, right? So we have uh, Black Rock Shooter Downfall, which is a spin off from uh, Black Rock Shooter. We have Summertime Rendering, which is uh, based on, an, on an, uh, a manga series. Uh, Tatami uh, Time Machine Blues, uh, which is a sequel to uh, the Tatami ga uh, Galaxy, and then we have Twisted Wonderland, which is yep. uh, the Disney Japan is going off. I'm just gonna say <laughs> it's it's in combination. Here's the thing: uh, Twisted Wonderland isn't gonna be in combination with uh, Aniplex, um, who are massive distributors of all things anime. Uh, you know, the Aniplex people. I was just about um, to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. I mean, it's ingrained in every weeb's mind. Um, so I think it, it's going to be very black Butler esque. Uh, it, it's going to be like, uh, it's going to oh, be yaoi, but not actually, um, it's going to be Victorian Lord. set. Yeah. And it is going to be a lot of fun and you better believe I am watching it, but respectfully. Okay. I am watching it for the content sake. I will, I'll keep an eye on it for the podcast. All right, gentlemen. I can only imagine the TikToks that'll come out once that thing. Comes out. <laughs> oh, no, the fan art that's going to the come fan out. Art, good, the sir. fan fiction. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's not smut. It's art, sir. It's art. <laughs> Don't you dare throw smut. I, oh, okay. But yes, oh, now that we're talking about our anime, we also had a lot in terms of anime news this week that isn't about sexy anime, boys. It is about, well, I mean, I guess it depends on your definition of what a sexy anime boy is because like, you know, Sky is there. But also we're talking deep. There, but also, Rengoku's there. We're talking a demon slayer. Ladies and gentlemen, we got our first episode of season two, sort of season two abridged. Um, we got a cool little look at Rengoku before he got on the Mugen train. Um, he had to kill a speedster. It was fun. It was stylized. And it, it, it's been like three or four years since Demon Slayer season one, I think. Um, it's It's been years and it feels good to have it back this show has heat this show has has people behind it it's great to have another like titan of industry back in it what'd you guys think of the episode has it been that long since demon slayer dropped season one i, I think it was 2017 2018 uh damn. let's see yeah yeah it feels like it was much shorter than that i was like damn maybe maybe it's the Maybe maybe time is just flying with. I mean, we just basically did a time skip from 2020 to 2021. So that I mean that makes sense. But first uh, episode date was April 6th, 2019. So eh, it's been like two and a half days, two and a half years. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, but they also, I mean, we also had Mugen Train in the middle, so mm -hmm. I think that they, yeah. there was there was some continuity there. Uh, and speaking of the Mugen Train, I absolutely love this episode. Uh, I I. I, I didn't think that I was going to click with Rengoku as much as I did after watching Mugen Train. And now that they gave mm -hmm. me a little bit more backstory to chew on, even though I know his inevitable end, uh, it was it, it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see that he's such a selfless person uh, and 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 he's able to, to risk it all just to save like a, 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 a little lady and her granddaughter say, like <laughs> making bento boxes like I just. Yeah. 
it 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 just it just speaks to volumes about Rengoku as a character. And the the biggest thing for me, and I want to see what what Mizu has to say about this, is that highlight reel at the end where we got exactly what we wanted out of Mugen Train, where every single Hashira is like, "Oh, this is what I think of Rengoku," and I'm like, "Yeah, that uh, no. was cute. It was really cute." And and it was, I mean, it, it's so it plays off the, you know, like you know, because we know he dies. Um, so it, it's a it's a it's a pull at the heartstrings, and that's exactly what they were trying to be. Mizu, what do you think about it? At first, I was skeptical because I already made a TikTok and even talked about it on Instagram about how I was just like, uh, I don't really kind of see the point of making this a season, mm-hmm. knowing that we got the movie, just make the movie more accessible to others. Yeah. But this first episode was fantastic. It was a great little prequel to Mugen Train. And how you said, like, I like how we see where he got the bento boxes from. I like how yeah. he, um, you say that lady, old lady and her granddaughter. I like how we got a little uh, background on Rengoku's father. Because she's just like, oh, you're the same person. You have an age debate. He's like, oh, you're talking about my father. My father yeah. did that. It's glad that I live up to his standard. And I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, and of course, like you said at the end, where everybody was talking about him, all the Hashira, I was just like, dang. Even even though with a strong silent types are just like, he's pretty cool. I was like, yeah. dang. Good guy. That's what you have to guy. say. He's that now, guy. now I messed up. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Like there and there goes the waterworks. No, it was awesome. Um, I'm right there with you. I don't see the necessity of the entirety of this season. Uh, we'll like, you know, like cutting up Mugen Train and, and putting it into a bunch of tiny episodes. Uh, I guess for continuity sake, for people watching through the anime, like later on, it kind of makes sense. But um, for the current time, it's it's not my favorite move ever. But no, this episode was awesome. Um, that boy was fast as hell. That boy was apps. I mean, he was milking. Yo, that demon was moving. That demon was wow. Zoomies, baby. Zoomies. And and he didn't even stand a chance against Rangoku. I'm not gonna lie. Even with the um the spider demon in the um in the anime, he was pretty mm-hmm. scary. But I'm not gonna lie. I got scared shitless when I saw. As soon as he like zoomed off the screen, I was like, mm-hmm. "Yo, I, there's no way. Like, there's no yeah. way they're gonna beat this guy." Well, and, and it's kind of crazy to think that Rengoku was that fast all this time, you know. And fast. and you're like, "Well, where was where was that against the Upper Moon guy? Huh? Where where was where was the speed, homie?" I th- well, I mean, you, you can't you can't blame him for going against you know Demon Rock Lee over there. So like, fair. Very fair. Yeah, that man was throwing hands if we're we're being honest. But it was fun. I mean, I'm probably not going to watch the rest of the episodes. I've seen Mugen Train. If I wanted to see, like, the rest of the episodes, I'll just just go rewatch Mugen Train. Um, How about you guys? Are you going to watch episodes, like, two through nine? I, unless there's something new that they add to Mugen Train. Background music? Yes, (laughs) yes. But at the same time. Anime intro. intro. Yep, OST, baby. Outro true but I, <laughs> yep. I i feel like i feel like unless they add something worthwhile i mean I, i'd rather just watch the whole thing and cry again so yeah exactly like i like december like 9th like right before they start the entertainment arc i'll rewatch the movie i'll rewatch movie train i'll just like i'll just like pop it on in my discord and me and everyone can watch it but like until until then like i'm i'm okay i like i've, I've seen it you know i've done it uh it, it's it's a great it's probably one of the best anime movies ever made i'm not gonna sit here and act like i wouldn't watch it again but i don't need to see it episodically for the next eight weeks 
So we'll check back in with Demon Slayer at eight weeks. But that being said, there's also bigger news coming out of the Demon Slayer world. We got the Hini, uh, the Hinokama, the Hinokami Chronicles, the video game. We got Naruto Storm. We got Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Storm Five, ladies and gentlemen, and it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and I'm kind of being paid to say this but um it is it is a lot of fun and the game is absolutely gorgeous um there's a 11 hour or so storyline the fight mechanics are super smooth and so much fun to like to like it's all about combos and there's only one way to get out of combos and that's using a sub um and it is it's a lot of fun and if you guys like fighting games if you liked any of the the naruto shippuden ultimate storm games jump force um xeno and i wouldn't say xenoverse um like z fighters those kinds of games you are going to like this game a lot highly recommend it jose have you had a chance yet i played two hours on stream uh it it was solid i still can't get a hold of the blocking i get clapped every single time but hey are you getting grabbed are you getting grabbed mid block uh, so I'm playing through the story, so it's not that it's not that hard to beat it, but like mm-hmm. I I can't like I still can't time regular blocks versus uh aura blocks or whatever. It's like when you put mm-hmm. when you press the block directionally at the same time, that yeah, it gives you like, that's a, it's it, a parry. Yeah, so that got that's supposed to give you more of the action bar to get the ultra bo- the the boosts and the alts. Uh, I haven't released a single alt, which is an- annoying because like I, I always, my bar always ends up getting depleted uh, way too quickly. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like the mechanics. Um, I played. Uh, I, I have played Shinobi Strikers. I've, I haven't mm-hmm. played Ultimate Ninja uh, Storm. Storm from, from, yeah, yeah, I haven't played Ultimate Ninja Storm. So this is my Shinobi first Strikers. experience at this at this uh, at this level. Uh, but I love Demon Slayer. I love everything Demon Slayer, and I'm glad that I get the chance to play with them, uh, th- play with the characters. Uh, the only thing is that it has that uh, what's it called? Uh, it has that unfortunate thing where like not all the characters have dialogue, and it's just like oh, ooh. and like there, there's the, there's a full text, and they're like I'm trying to like keep the, uh-huh. the, the 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 story going, and they're like you're talking with somebody that's gonna give you information, but they're like oh hey, and it's like. Hey, you need to go get your, yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandmother's uh-huh. being chased by a demon. You should definitely check this out. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my God, this is so annoying. Yeah, but, well, you know, they can't pay for the voice lines for fair. every at least the cutscenes. The cutscenes have like entire episodes of Demon Slayer in it. For um, and I and like I'm the not. memories. The memories is good because you can yeah. tap into memories that show you actual pieces of the anime, both in canon the stills, backstory. Yeah, both in the stills and like little clips of the anime. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, amazing. Mizu, you haven't had Jess get on yet, have you? No, I have yet to play the game, but I've seen gameplay because I've been watching um, two individuals named um, Nick Comedy and um, Tropical Joe. So I've seen y'all both play it, and it seems interesting. I also seen some gameplay from other um, people on YouTube and on TikTok as well. I, I think one of the cool things that I definitely want to get involved in is where I guess they're doing the whole school theme thing where like the academy um, the academy skins yeah the, the academy yeah i thought those parts especially with the finishers are hilarious they're really and funny cool. zenny juice is awesome Inos case is great um so is Giyu's. uh yeah no they're all it, the game is a lot of fun i highly recommend it if you guys like fighting games if you want to get really mad at your friends or random people online it's also great for that um i have been sweating my ass off in it and enjoying every minute of it um outside of that in terms of other anime news we 
also got the first episode and and the subsequent second episode of which only I've seen um, of Platinum End, the newest manga. Uh, well, I guess the newest anime now coming out of the mangaka of Death Note, and it is me, Ryan Nikki. It's me, Ryan Nikki. It is. It's it's just it's me, Ryan Nikki. And you know what? That's my second favorite anime of all time. I have a Yunogasai tattoo. I actually really enjoy it it's cool it's well animated the concept is great we love uh, like people who have given up on life fighting to be god um and the angel the angel design is really really good i can see the death note i can see his art style and it. it looks just like a death note um and it's about people who can only interact with things that fly behind them so death note once again but uh what you guys think of episode one are you are you buying to 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 channel our patreon episode are you buying or selling platinum end <sighs> mizu i'll let you go first on this so uh, right now i'll say for now i am buying i like how it's kind of the opposite but not really opposite of death note only the thing i'll say is opposite instead of you know shinigami um mm-hmm. death gods it's angels and yeah. not gonna lie these angels are pretty sketchy that first that that angel in the first episode really threw yeah. me off for a second I'm like oh not saying yeah, I was like, what yeah. kind of angel are you? Like, what the hell? Yeah. But um, I like the concept of, um, you know, they have the power of flight, um, the the love arrow, and then the death arrow yeah. kind of power system that they're doing. And, of course, they're fighting for the top to be the next god. So I like how it's an actual deity thing that they're doing right here in um, Platinum End compared to in Death Note where, you know, like, Yagami was trying to be a god, like as in like mm-hmm. meta, like both literally and metaphorically, yeah, a god. While we're actually trying to ascend to godhood, to goddom. Yes, I don't. Man, I feel like Mirai was a little bit uh, over the top. I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I I feel okay. The concept is cool, but when I when I saw the uh, Nasi give him like so, so many different ways to like just be a complete and utter like menace, like I, well, I felt like Yagami like vibes just from the just from the fact that like he can make somebody... says no, he says no. I know, I know. For but now, like, for now, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like as soon as you get that first spirit. thing. Bro, as soon as you get that first thing where like every like you can shoot an a, a fictitious or like a, an arrow that only you can see and people fall in love with you to the point that they'll do anything for you, yep. that is literally a recipe for disaster. So I I, I can see where it's I, I can see where the appeal is. Uh I just don't I, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm at a, I'm at a midway point. I'm like, oh, oh, this is crazy as hell. But like I uh-huh. need to see a little bit more on the story side in order to uh like fully buy. Uh, so actually, that is what the entirety of episode two is about. Okay. Um, the entirety of episode two is about the use and the abuse of red arrows, um, and then the introduction of the other god candidates. And it is it's it's better than episode one. Um, it's it's very very good. I am bye bye bye. I'm I'm love it. Like I said, Mirai Nikki is about thirteen candidates. I might be twelve. Uh, who get future the diaries that tell them the future, uh, and the last one standing becomes a new god of the realm because the god of the earth is dying. It's, I mean, it is, it is point blank period. It's me, Ryan, Nikki, it's reskinned. Um, and I love it. I love it. I love it though. So far, I love Sheehan's, um, big fan of them. You know, it's, it's a nice step up above Shonen in terms of like adult nature and what we're achieving. You know, it's like now, like it's, it's not for 14 year olds, it's for 24 year olds. And that's like, that's my demographic currently. 
Um, so I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and if you guys liked Death Note, if you liked me, Ryan Nikki, uh, if you like a bit darker shows, uh, it's definitely going to be right up your alley because I, I I have a feeling I've read the manga, but I have a feeling the show is going to get real dark, um, just darker than Death Note probably. Um, so are you guys going to be watching episode two? I am. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely watching it. Hell yeah, we are. Okay. And then we had a little bit more news coming out of the out of the anime world. Uh, this is a this is a Nick specific experience. Uh, Eighty six came out with the second season, and it is incredible. It's very good. Um, essentially, we are now dealing with other countries uh, in the eighty six world outside of the country that we were in. Um, we are seeing how the world is dealing with the Legion problem. It's very very good, guys. If you liked Code Geass, if you liked. Um, any mech anime kind of that's like also a political thriller um that's very good iron-blooded orphans is another really good uh, a really good connection there 86 is awesome i highly recommend it get into season two please and thank you uh what else do we have on what end Any in end? every end yeah in all the ends uh i think we are good we think we covered pretty much all the all the big all the big did pieces. we have a stack them up question this quick this week no, we don't have a stack em up question this week. Holy shit, we don't. Wow, I think we were I think we were overly prepared for the Patreon and underly prepared for this episode. Okay. We shit, could hey, we could just be we could just like let it let it fly and be like, what was the best what if episode? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Let's let's let it fly on what if. Uh yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was live thinking with Nick Mizu and Jose. Welcome to professional podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. That episode has has, has its shit together, unlike this one. Um, so we last week, or I guess two weeks ago, posed the question of the best anti-hero of all time. And Jose, just for our non-Patreon listeners, do you wanna do you wanna, do you wanna tell them who won? Uh, Nick won with an astonishing oh. 89%, 89%. Uh, is that our, is that our highest ratio of all time? I believe it is. No, I think, I think mm. the, the Joker winning was the, no, was it Joker winning? Oh, was it the Joker winning? Yeah, probably. I wonder probably. who chose Joker. You chose the Joker. Yes, wow. It feels, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you guys to know out there, it feels so good to be um i think <laughs> i understand what scar was doing in in the lion king you know he wanted to be king oh, he wanted this feeling oh baby so that brings our official score ladies and gentlemen to five four and four or five five four mm-hmm. yeah, five five four uh so king for a day but you know won the battle <laughs> not the war by any means uh i am still in last place but ladies and gentlemen that does mean i get to go first mm-hmm. uh and that means as as honorary uh first goer here i get to choose what is the best what if episode and here's the thing there was one consistency amongst all of our choices today t'challa great episode um party thor okay episode uh you know killmonger great episode but i don't think oh, anyone you got off again you see, the universe well, doesn't get to see Ultron eat entire universes. Okay. What? You got cut off. You got cut up a little. Oh, you got. Oh. You got cut off oh, a where, lot. Where did I get cut off? You were about to choose the episode, but I think oh, you said no. Ultron, so I know exactly what you're gonna say. 
Yep, I already knew you were going to so, say too. So, ladies and gentlemen, it just, they wanted dramatic pause. The internet uh-huh. wanted some dramatic pause before we could, we get my choice across the table, which is mm-hmm. episode eight, watching Ultron eat entire universes like Galactus, just chomping down on a universe like an appetizer. Oh, that was a great episode. The fear in people's eyes, watching him kill Captain Marvel, one of the strongest people in the Marvel universe. I mean, this woman soloed Thanos. Cut. Speaking speaking of Thanos, Thanos pulled up on him, and uh, what happened? Oh, he cut him in half. And this was before he had his suit. So just one soul stone laser down the middle, and guess how many stones Thanos had? Five of them. So, yeah, I'm just eerily convenient. He didn't use them at the time, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before he got turned into like actual deli meat. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know what they say? The rich get richer. And uh, I I think I think I'm going to take this one because I think it's a well-known fact that that twist of Ultron pulling up and taking over universes and causing the events of the Watcher, um, even even seeing the Watcher at the end of the episode. Oh, wow. Great stuff. How about you, Jose, since you came in second with your choice? Which was the Punisher. The Punisher. Uh, I think uh, there's there's two there's two potential choices to to combat the the Black Air Force Ultron scenario. Uh, okay. And the one I'll go with the one that has the highest possible uh, impact on the multiverse. And speaking of the multiverse, it is a multiverse of madness. And who is leading that multiverse of madness? It is none other than Doctor Strange. The Doctor okay. Strange. The Doctor Strange episode. Uh, was absolutely crazy. Not only because we saw a man's descent into madness because of losing his loved one, uh, we have the introduction of the absolute point, which I am very, very sure that we will be seeing moving forward. It is a very important plot line for the uh, MCU uh, because it is a a point of no return. You cannot reverse it or the entire fabric of reality will be broken. Uh, Another big thing with that episode is that that was the first ever episode where we saw the Watcher actually intervene, not bringing in with not doing it with actions, but doing it with words. He actually found the Mm -hmm. very first person who who was even able to recognize him and identify that he was actually a sentient being uh, looking over them. So that that episode was intense. It was heartbreaking to see a man with absolutely no escape need to endure the death of his loved one, not once, but twice. And also he decided to absolutely uh, destroy his entire universe with the hope of bringing her back to life. And he was successful. So we saw a successful break of a... a, For like... 30 yeah, or I know, so I seconds. Know, I know, I know, but yeah. he, he was successful, so he proved that absolute points could be breaking, so I'm curious to see what Kang will have to say about that. Uh, we I also... Guess. Yeah, and then we also we also had a uh, foreshadowing for the future uh, of of the Watcher intervening. So in terms of the, in terms of the plot line of the entire show, uh, it, it, was, it was impactful. In terms of the entire multiverse, it's also impactful because it allowed us to confirm that uh, uh, that absolute points could be broken, as well as uh, Infinity Stones working outside of their universe. Even though if that even though that was confirmed in the final uh, episode and the the uh, the the Black Air Force one uh, Ultron episode, so I will pick Supreme Strange. So I, I guess and before we to me this pick, which I'm very very curious about. 
So you think that absolute points, I, I agree that absolute points are probably going to become a, a point. Like, hey, listen, in the multiverse of madness, like while there is things that are going to split um, split dimensions and, and, and like into multiple directions, there are things that absolutely have to happen. Do you think after the events of what we saw with Sorcerer Supreme Strange that we're ever going to get an absolute point reverse? Like you think that's actually something that might happen? I don't think the absolute point reversal might be touched upon unless it's like a, a random universe that they're just going to like murk off because we know that okay. like, if you do it, you will literally break your reality. Uh, I yeah. think the biggest thing, which I didn't mention, thank you for bringing it up again, because another point to my glorious uh, win in this week oh, of uh, course. Yes. is the fact that we can have two variants converging under one timeline if you have somebody powerful enough put them there, which is exactly mm -hmm. what the... Uh, what's it called? The what's her face? The the sort the ah the bald woman. <laughs> the uh, bald woman. The uh, oh, you're talking about the ancient one. The ancient. There's one. the one. The ancient one went str uh with one beam into the uh time stone, split off a singular timeline, and made two Doctor Stranges converge within the same universe. We had never seen that. So mm -hmm. that is another thing that I think would be a little bit, I think would be more present uh, considering that we already saw a variant of this with Gamora. So they brought a Gamora from a different universe to the 616 universe that we're in right now. Uh, so it's curious. I'm curious to see how they'll deal with that. I'll just say that. Actually. And, and actually now that, now that we're talking about what if again, I just remember something. So essentially what they did, it, at the end of what if is they brought they brought the black widow to a universe where they had lost their widow right mm -hmm. because her because her her universe was gone essentially yep. and she was like fuck this i'm not going back to like that like i'm the only person left mm -hmm. do you think that has anything to do with the marvel cinematic universe uh i don't know about you mizu but i think so considering they just settled the deal with uh scarlett johansson and, and she, she said she would be open to future yeah. work. And she said she'd be open to future collaborations. I don't know if that was put in put in there, like post uh post um wrap uh of the what if show. I mean you could you could definitely do a rewrite. I don't know about the animation, but mm -hmm. uh the it seems particularly convenient that they would do that. So so I mean, so do you so you would hype up? I mean, I think I think so. Like why why say like oh shit, like just like they did with Gamora, um like, hey, listen, we're getting another one pulled from a universe because they, this is a universe where you don't exist. Do you think that kind of introduces us to a slippery slope in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though? Um, on on the story side, no, because you can essentially do whatever the hell you want. Uh, you of can, course, like, you you can make whatever character be a different person and be like, oh, this is just a different version where they look different. But in terms of the 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 money side of actual how Disney operates, it could be a slippery slope because if you have contract disputes, you're beholden to that character if you bring them back. Like, if you mm -hmm. bring them back and Scarlett Johansson asks for more money, uh, if she decides that she doesn't want to work there anymore after the first movie that she comes back into, uh, you're, mm -hmm. you're essentially uh, tied, right, on both ends of a string, unless you kill her off, uh, or him or her off, in the next project. So, I don't know. Mizu, what do you think? Uh... Honestly, I really don't know, but yeah, I think I definitely agree with you on saying it. It is a weird slippery slope in terms of yeah, definitely IP for especially what what's going on right now in terms of all the lawsuits. So I don't know. I, I think it is weird, and 
I think it was just maybe for the sake of the plot, but I kind of don't, I kind of hope that it's not a very common thing that they do of taking a dead character and bringing on one from a yeah. different universe to a, another, where the one I'm that was gone. About. So, yeah. But the, right now, they're only done with Gamora and now Black Widow. So, in, in, in here, my thing, the thing is, though, it's like, okay, cool. Like, Black Widow's death was huge, dude. Black Widow's death was absolutely huge. It was like, holy shit. Like, that was the one person who couldn't come back in, in Endgame, you know? It was like, everybody else could come back because she was, a, but because she was a sacrifice, you know, for the Soul Stone, she, like, she can't come back. And everyone was like, theorizing, how are we going to get her back? How are we going to get back? And it was like, she's gone, dude. And they did a prequel movie, and they're like, cool, she is gone. Wiped her hands clean of her, like, see you later. But, like, bringing back Gamora, bringing Black Black Widow, it just, it just, I feel like it's such a trope in, in comic books to be like, oh, cool, like, they're back to life. Like, Superman, we talked about this, like, Superman's back to life. Batman's back to life. After all these people died, the Flash is back to life. Um, and then just like, it's just, it feels like such a cop out to be like, we just got another one. We just went, we went Black Widow shopping, like mm-hmm. fucking Rick and Rick and Morty. And we just, we just snagged another one from a different universe that was wiped clean and cool. Now Scarlett Hand is like Scar Joe's back. And I feel like it just cheapens every death. Now, like is Shang-Chi's dad going to come back from a different dimension? Like what, like it leaves the door open for everybody. When I feel like sometimes the door just needs to be shut on characters. Like, don't cheapen their death. Don't death bait. That's kind of what you're doing. It's what One Piece does. It's what Naruto did with my guy. Like, it's it's like, if you're talking about, like, this is the absolute death, eight gates. Like, eight, eight gates is the absolute death, unless Naruto touches you softly on your chest, and then you're fine. Like, I, so it just feel like it, it cheapens deaths for me. For sure. I agree with that. All right. Well, to, to end the tangent, what pick did you have? Good Sir Music. Um, so if... Jose was talking about how intense so both both of y'all's episodes are pretty intense. Yep. But if we're gonna be honest, if we're gonna talk about what truly got people really watching, because the other episodes were good, but the one that really changed everything, the one that got asses and seats was yep. the zombie episode. Because oh, think about it, people okay. have been talking about Marvel zombies since the comic book even came out, and yep. everybody kept pushing. Oh, let's make a Marvel Zombies movie. Let's make a Marvel Zombies something. Everybody, I've been hearing it since I was a child about this Marvel Zombies thing Yeah, for so long. So the fact that they made a whole episode about it, and it was a good-ass episode, we saw all our favorite heroes dead or, yeah. or zombies. And we had to work with all the, another cool thing, all the side characters, all the characters that you wouldn't think twice about. Like, who would have thought that freaking Ant-Man's freaking um, crew member was going <laughs> to end up being part of the let's say the humanity team yeah the um, like romanian dude yeah exactly we we got our think about it and another cool thing is we got our finally our first mention of uncle ben from peter parker because beforehand we the only thing we got in You're terms right of, uh, the only thing we got in terms of like acknowledgement of ben, um of ben parker was um the briefcase mm-hmm. in um uh spider-man uh, far from home and it just said his initial yeah. line, and that was it we never heard anything else about him or anything like that and we finally got it with this episode and again seeing iron man um freaking captain america everybody and the mother turn yeah. to zombies freaking wanda being like you could say almost a incredibly powerful um zombie was amazing to see and 
it definitely was one of the talked about episodes before um because beforehand everybody and their mother was like oh it's pretty good they they like some of the episodes that strange was also pretty good but when zombies came out mm-hmm. they're like holy crap it was everywhere mm-hmm. um and then of course the cliffhanger the cliffhanger with an undead thanos with all infinity stones what would an undead Why thanos did... yeah. do with the infinity stones I, that's the thing like also like the fact i feel like a lot of our storylines in what if got cleaned up by that last couple of episodes right um and uh, especially this one where they essentially threw wanda at, at ultron and they were like haha go deal with her and he did pretty handedly um but and then they dropped a bunch of zombies on him and everything but we never got to see undead thanos with the full infinity stones so i was like if, i mean i guess who would be a bigger menace ultron with the infinity stones or undead thanos with the infinity stones but like if we're wrapping storylines that was one of the ones i wanted wrapped because that was the only one that was the that was the first episode that left us on a cliffhanger and i think it was that one and then like like party thor which got cleaned up in the next couple mm-hmm. of episodes but that was really the only one that left us with a cliffhanger. Oh, and then um, the Loki episode where he takes uh, over, right? Yeah. There was that There was that one as well. But yeah, you are absolutely right. That was a fantastic episode. It was cool. Um, the, the, it, it should have been a movie. I think, it, I think it very easily could have been made into a movie. Um, like if you explored more of the relations between, you know, like Vision and Wanda. Also, can we talk about the fact that Vision just had a tough series Vision had a real tough series. He was a bad guy through and through. What is what's with the Vision erasure here? And the Iron Man, bro. Iron Man is an absolute say, point. Well, say it's not as bad as Tony right now. I guess. So it was like it was like they killed off people, and they're like, "Listen, we don't want to make you like we want to make you feel better about the fact that these two characters are dead." So they just made them complete assholes for what if? Fair. I think that I think that's a fair assessment, and like the fact that that like not even the only episode where Tony Tony Stark doesn't die. He's like brushed off to the side by the watcher. Not you, Stark. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Just, it's, just, it's just icing on the cake. Well, here's the thing. He, he went and he picked up Killmonger, who like who is arguably a worse person than Tony Stark. Like, why why are you so pressed about getting Killmonger? Also, can we talk about the fact? And and, and we kind of brought, we touched on it like briefly. But why did Killmonger? Like, why was he selected? Because the watcher knew what he was going to do or what he was about. Like, okay. I can't technically, because I believe that without, dang, I mean, I mean, it is a weird gray area, but basically the watcher knew that he was going to be, you know, a scumbag. Uh-huh. And he knew he would be like, he'd want the stones so he could be a douche. So he'd be motivated to fight Ultron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. I like that. I actually, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. I had episode a Ultron V the universe. Jose had episode four, episode four, which was one more time. Dr. Strange. Strange. And Mizu had the zombies episode guys. You can go ahead and vote on Jose's Instagram for who, is our stack them up winner and guys i'm not gonna say it the show would be a lot more interesting if we were in a three-way tie but who doesn't love a neck and neck race ladies and gentlemen so i that's that's my that's my uh proposal to you if you guys want these stack them ups to get a bit more interesting uh because who wants to see me fall behind i know i certainly don't so jose you want to tell them where to find that instagram one time Yes, sir. You can go to I'm Tropical Joe on your Instagram pages. I will put that poll up later tonight or whenever. Well, whenever you're whenever you're listening to this podcast or viewing it on our YouTube channel for the Weeb Weekly, you will be able to vote 
for that stack em up and also if you want to see the other stack em up you're just gonna have to go to our patreon and check out the dc fandom episode do it it's only five dollars and you get two extra podcasts a month you get a private discord with us the 10 and 15 dollar a month um threshold yes, sir. Yes, sir. early access to merch uh private discord calls with us and a bunch of other awesome benefits guys if you want more we weekly content that is the number one way to support us guys we're out here we're trying we are on episode 33 which is insane we've been doing this for a hot minute i can't believe it all started with a tiktok post and people adding my friends so yes (laughs) I've been Nick C Comedy, NC Hammer 23 on YouTube and Twitch explaining every Sharon Gone is going to hit 100,000 views one of these days. We're doing like 3,000 views a day. I'm going to be famous. I'm the next Swag Kage. It's awesome. YouTube is great. I love it. Uh, find me at all those places, specifically the Twitch and the YouTube, please. And thank you, Jose. Where do people find you? We, you can find me again. I'm Tropical Joe on TikTok. I'm Tropical Joe on Instagram. I am posting YouTube videos every week. Yesterday, I went to bed really, really late. Uh, recording videos for this upcoming week. We have explanations and reviews in less than 10 minutes for all the biggest movies coming up very, very, very soon. I'll be launching my YouTube memberships very, very soon so you can help your boy reach his dream of becoming a real boy and becoming a full-time content creator. Uh, that so is on the tropical... You're not a full-time content creator. Nope, I am not a, a real lot boy. Of fake boys out there. Yes, I do be fake boy. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is on Tropical Joe on YouTube. But again... If you want to have your say on who gets bragging rights in mm-hmm. the Weeb Weekly, go to the Instagram band poll. Vote. Exercise your right to vote and let us Exercise know who is the your best. Rights. Exercise wow. your right to vote uh, and let us know who is the best at picking shit in pop culture. Uh, and another thing, I'm going to put out a very i'm gonna put out a question very very soon on that instagram so you can let us know who what would you like to give the winner of the we weekly stack em ups because once once we get to 10 the counter resets so the first season you would say of stack em up uh is 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 halfway through our first season of Stack 'em Up is halfway through, so uh, I'll pu- I'll put up a a question so you can decide what the winner gets and what the loser will get. Go to I'm Tropical Joe on Instagram and vote. Mizu, where can they find you? Do it. You guys can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You also can find me on Reddit as well. Um, I appreciate all of you guys who participated in my poll on who should I do the next rewrite for anime characters. Right now, I'm just been doing Naruto. Um, you guys voted for Choji. And um, Choji will be coming out tomorrow. And you can see what my version of Choji would be like. And if you want to go see the others, I already done Sakura, um, Ino, um, Shino, you name it. I've already done them. So the next There's a lot ones of characters are be... that need rewriting in Naruto. That exactly. Is, that is for damn sure. And the next ones are going to be um, between who's the, the three votes between Sai, Rock Lee, and Hinata. Ooh, I and also Kabuto, it. too, as well. Oh, I don't. I see. That's Kapto's the one person in there. I probably wouldn't rewrite. Um, he is. He's a compelling I, I, character. I was thinking about that, but I'm not gonna lie. I don't like the fact that he's kind of a copycat of Orochimaru. So yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, he literally just he just takes everything Orochimaru ever achieves and slaps it onto his body. 
Uh, all right, guys, this has been awesome. Thank you for hanging out with us this week. Once again, guys, go ahead and follow that Patreon. That is patreon.com slash the weeb weekly. Big emphasis on the, if you want two extra podcasts a month, two hour podcast on there about DC fandom, three hour podcasts on there about Star Wars visions, us, other TikTok personalities, guys, it is fun over there. But until next week, guys, we're going to go ahead and kick it to the outro. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.